Hi, my name is Louise Brockman. I'm the founder and CEO of the Advisory Board Centre, and I'm here with Dean Lindsay as my guest. Welcome, Dean. Hi, thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. Now, Dean is the Senior Manager for Product Marketing for Checkout.com. And Dean, I had the absolute privilege and, and surprise to be able to see this great article that you'd published in June 2022 um, on your customer advisory boards. And so thank you so much for writing that article. It uh, really prompted me to, to reach out to you and, and hear the good work that you've been doing. Happy you enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I did. And so now today I want to get the backstory to, uh, to the, your article, uh, which was really uh, refreshing to see, um, you know, a market trend that we hear a lot about, but actually uh, people that are, that are doing it out there in market all the time. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about that story. Before we do that, though, Dean, do you mind uh, sharing, uh, I guess, with, with all of us uh, a bit about your background to start with? Sure, yeah. So I guess I've I've always been close to working with customers for about the last 12 years. Um, so around 12 years ago, um, taking calls from customers in a call centre that were called call, call, cancel their broadband, um, having to deal with some challenging customers um, when your broadband's down, customers aren't so happy, um, and worked, worked up from being to a supervisor and then to a team manager. And then I guess that's where me being close to the customer sort of begun. Um, from there, I transitioned into marketing um, for EE, where I worked on loyalty campaigns to keep customers um, and cross-sell campaigns. And then um, after that, um, I moved to QuickBooks, where I launched my first customer advisory board um, with their customers there, um, then left there um, to work for a company called 8x8 in the unified communications sphere. Um, and launched a, their, their first customer advisory council there. And then now I'm at checkout.com. Um, I've launched our first customer advisory board um, in EMEA. Mm. So um, it's terrific. It must be a, a strategy that really works for you to be implementing it now across three organisations um, in your roles. In your experience with customer advisory boards, how have, how have they worked? And maybe why did you set up your first one? I guess... To get close to your customers, I think it's important to get in front of them. And I think if you if you have a core group of say 12 to 15 customers that are your go-to customers for better testing, um, marketing messaging, um, to show your product roadmap, and just to ensure that you're on the right path in terms of meeting their aspirations, I think uh, customer advisory boards are a great way to do that. Um, with customer centricity being a, a key buzzword um, now, um, and something that organizations are trying to do. Customer Advisory Board is a fantastic way to get in front of your customers and learn from them on a consistent basis. And when you establish a, a customer advisory board, uh, Dean, um, you have about 10 to 12 customers um, around the table. Um, are they, do you meet with them regularly or do you handpick them each time? How does that work for you? So what I've found is that usually I think 12, 10 to 12 is about the right number um, you would want 12 to 10 to 12 in the room um, every time you meet so I would suggest to try and have a number of around about 15 who are your go-to um, people and for one reason or another people won't be able to make each session and in terms of how often I would suggest to meet um, we meet on a quarterly basis so I would suggest almost picking your 12 to 15 and trying to get a commitment from them um, for a year 
in terms of meeting on a quarterly basis, um, getting them for a year. And I would suggest as well, mixing it between in-person and virtual. What I usually find works well is the first being a kickoff in person and then three months later meeting virtually and then the next quarter virtually again and again. And then after that, you can either get their commitment again or refresh that and go to 12 to 15 more. You know, um, people can leave organisations, um, so on and so forth. And I think it is good to refresh that after that 12 months, but that seems to have worked really well. Mm, that's great. And, um, and Dean, do you pay those advisory board members who are your customers or is it, is it more of about a customer and loyalty type program that you have? Yeah, it's more of a customer and loyalty program. I guess it's that the, the mutual benefits are is that what they really find useful is meeting with um, like-minded peers in either similar industries or different industries um, which have similar job titles that are going through the same challenges as well. So they can learn from each other. And then they also sort of get a, a thought leadership um, sort of piece from each other. So they really take a lot from that. They also um, take a lot from learning where our organisation is going in terms of our roadmap, um, what we're aspiring to do, what we're looking to achieve, and to ensure it's in line with their goals so that when they've got key projects coming up, they can see that it's aligned with what we're doing. Um, and it's a real good way to, I guess, build that relationship and build that loyalty with your customers. That's great. And and uh, how long do the meetings normally last for, Dean? So virtual virtual can be anything from um, usually about two hours. Um, the face-to-face, depending on how you want to set it up, um, could be across one day or two days if you're doing a face-to-face. Right. Um, there are advantages and disadvantages with both. Um, I think across a two-day, which we did when we launched at checkout, I think the real success with it is you get to learn from your customers that little bit more. So on day one, we did roundtable introductions, questions such as what keeps you up at night. Um, learn a little bit about more about them personally and about the challenges they face. And then day two was getting into um, sessions um, such as product roadmap, um, supporting your success, um, future of payments. And these sessions were also, in terms of the, the topics, we got their buying and input um, by having in, you know, introductory calls months in advance to find out what they would want to speak about, what's close to them, because you want to ensure that the topics are of interest to them, are of benefit to them, um, and are useful. And it also gives them an opportunity to speak to our um, executive team. So they, they met with our leadership team um, and had some quality time with them in terms of, you know, getting into that a little bit more detail when it comes to questions as well. Mm, mm. And um, in that in that process, um, have you had any success stories or real surprises that have come from your customers going, that's a great idea and something that's actually informed your strategy? Yes. So I guess when showing them what's coming down the line, our product roadmap in terms of what we're looking to aim and achieve, that was really um, positive and to, to see customers sort of really um, get engaged and get excited about what we have coming down the line. Um, so that was, I guess, the, 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 the most beneficial session, probably just to ensure that, you know, we're on the right path and it's a path that aligns with them. Yeah, getting feedback and um, I, I guess capturing all that information. If it's a two-day meeting, that's a long meeting uh, that, that you've got. A great opportunity to really build those relationships, deeper relationships with clients too. How do you capture their feedback, Dean? What kind of mechanisms do you use? 
so what I would su suggest is, is to try and get their buy-in in terms of um, a tra transcribing tool, um, if you can. Um, you know, notes taken throughout the day. So I suggest to have people as well taking notes in the background, if you can. Um, they are tra transcribing um, tools such as um, otter.ai and some others, whereby you'll be able to tra transcribe from a platform um, such as Zoom and, and be able to really get that verbatim from customers. Mm. Um, I'd suggest if you can to do that um, and advise your, um, your customers that it's for transcribed use only, will only be um, held internally for notes, because I think that way you can really get that, that those sort of moments of magic um, and those real sort of insightful comments word for word, mm. which can really um, aid and influence what you're doing. Um, and even as a step two process, um, you can use that to feed into your sort of marketing language, as it were. Um, mm. there's, a, there's a lot of research tools where if you, if you feed in transcribes such as that, mm. you start to get, you know, little trends um, that can really sort of influence what you're doing as an organisation as well. Yeah, yeah. How do you keep the conversation on track, Dean? You know, when you get your customer there, you may have someone who's not satisfied with a product or a service. Um, how, do you, how do you manage that because you've got other customers there at the same time? So I guess when you're planning um, these sessions, I think you have to be prepared for that. And I think what's important is, is that you, you do listen and take these on board. Um, I, I think an important part of setting these up is that you're taking the, the bad as well as the good. You know, the, 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 the bad feedback, um, you can learn from even more so. And I would suggest to listen to them, make sure that they, that they have been heard. Um, you do have those conversations. Um, you answer their questions there and then. But I think it would have to be something that would be taken offline as well as good feedback as well in terms of follow-up and next steps. Mm. But I think it's important that you then hand that over to the relevant people, such as the customer success manager or the account manager I have your set up at your organisation mm. to follow up with that as well as the relevant um, other key stakeholders, such as the product managers or the engineers that you're going to need to be supported to resolve those issues. Mm. It's important to get those customers on board. Mm. But I think as well, um, to, to avoid challenging situations in a group setting as much as possible, I think it's important to have those exploratory calls, only take about 15, 20 minutes, when you've sort of invited them, given them an overview of what, what, you're, what you're looking to do, what you're looking to learn, what you're looking to learn from them, what the benefits are to them as a customer, is to ensure that they, you're listening to them to, you know, to see any challenges that they may have from the outset so you can actually get ahead of them rather than them appearing on the day. Um, you, know, you should be engaging with the CSMs, really learning about the account, what challenges are they facing, what's gone great, what's gone not so great, all those sort of things so that there's no surprises and you're prepared for such um, mm. answers. And it's also being respectful of them and their, their input, isn't it, by knowing your customer um, and why Absolutely. they're there. Yeah. Um, and what kind of follow-up after you've had like a Zoom meeting or the two-day meeting, what kind of follow-up do you do with that? Because I think it's interesting when people sit on advisory boards saying, well, I gave them the feedback, but no one listened to me. So how do you, how do you manage that? I think it's it's important to capture everything in terms of when you get the, um, the, the, the certain challenges customers are facing, 
to capture that and to ensure that you're having follow-up with them. So, you know, following the, 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 the session, um, you know, you'd have a, a thank you email, next steps um, in a, you know, a, a, a group email and then individually catching up with everyone um, via yourself directly, whoever's leading on the customer advisory board or similarly through your CSMs or account, manage, um, account managers. And I think it's just, I think the one thing, um, the most important thing is to keep the conversation going, to keep that communication going, whether it be via email, via a Slack channel, um, which is something that can work well, or a LinkedIn group. Um, I guess, however you're wanting to keep that conversation going or you know, an email group, which we also have for our um, customer advisory board, to be able just to keep that conversation going through their preferred channels as well. Mm, mm. No, that's uh, that's terrific. Um, and uh, I guess, um, you know, for you being doing this for, for quite a while, Dean, what tips would you give to um, others, both executives and advisory board professionals around, you know, establishing a customer advisory board? I'd say speak to key stakeholders in your e-team within the organisation as to what you're wanting to do, why you're wanting to do it. And I think from those conversations, you can then really have a think about what type of customers are you wanting um, to be part of your board. So in terms of industry, um, I'd suggest to have a, a, a wide ranging, wide range, wide ranging um, industries um, to try not to have too many of one. And I guess to sort of, I guess, learn from them, um, I would say to have Sorry, what, what, what was the question again? Sorry, just tips, so I can answer it tip, directly. Tips for others who would be looking at establishing yeah. customer advisory board. So I'd say you'd want to definitely speak internally um, in terms of what industries you're wanting. Um, I'd also say in terms of the consistency, um, how often you're wanting to meet in terms of quarterly. Um, I would say to, to have that cadence. Um, what's important about these is that it's not a, it's not a one and done um, strategy. You need to meet with them on a consistent basis. I'd also say to make sure that you understand that your customers' time and your customers, you know, are precious and you need to be really mindful of that. So, for example, although we had the two-day two session, you know, we, we, we did um, provide um, hotel, um, a very nice dinner, which was an eight, a, 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 on the, after day one, which was a really nice way to sort of informally, you know, have conversations then leading into day two and also make sure that you're surprising and delighting. So although we didn't, um, you know, we didn't pay them, you know, there are ways we did give some nice gifts um, in terms of making them part of the, the, the customer advisory board and making it, um, giving them that sort of, uh, that sort of moment of feeling um, I'm special um, in terms of um, a, a customer of yours. And I think another important one is, is to listen. Um, and really actively listen. I think you need to do this as a way of listening to your customers, not as a way to presenting um, information to your customers. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that you, you really think in that way as well. Um, it, it's, 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 it's their time to really sort of discuss and air views. And I think when you uh, come with that approach, I think you really, really get a lot more from it. Mm. Dean, if you were to say the ratio of speaking versus listening to the customer, what would be the percentage uh, breakdown out of 100% for both of those? I'd say about 
40% speaking, 60% listening, mm. and maybe even as low as 33% speaking um, as, as an organisation and 66% listening. I think you need to sort of be there because I think that's where you really get, you know, the, 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 the best moments. But that, cut, that that takes discipline and preparation to do that, isn't it? Yeah, it does. And I, it does. And, and I think, you know, in terms of your sessions and, and organising that, I think that the way you sort of frame it is almost having, you know, those raw, insightful questions and quite open-ended questions um, to lead your customers into conversation, you know. And, you know, then responding, you know, can you go into a little bit more detail? Then that questions like that are really helpful to get that little bit more, that sort of, I guess, that little le more le a layer of detail um, from mm. your customers as well. No, that's, um, that's terrific. Dean, um, I really appreciate, you know, you sharing your knowledge um, with the advisory board uh, global community. Uh, thank you for doing that. And I look forward to staying in touch too. So on your constant journey of, of doing these, um, customer feedback has become more and more important, hasn't it, in the customer journey? Really, yeah. really, really has. Um, and I think this is a really great way to get more detail from feedback. Um, you know, NPS surveys are very, very important. You know, discussions that CSMs have or account managers have with customers are very, very important. But I think this is a great way to, to, to get a little bit more detail on your feedback. Um, and, and I think it's a really important thing to then feed back into the business as well to learn, change, adapt, and I guess be aware of what, what challenges your customers are facing to be able to ensure that you're reacting um, in an appropriate way. Mm. So we have a best practice framework, um, Dean, which is around the you know five key principles of an advisory board, having clarity of scope, having you know very simple but robust structures and disciplines, measuring the impact of of what you're doing, having someone that's independent, making sure that the members of the advisory board are independent of each other, uh, but also ensuring it's fit for purpose. Um, uh, so you've demonstrated all of those best practice principles in the way that you've done that. Um, uh, so, so good on you for implementing uh, uh, best practice and, uh, and just doing it because it's a good strategy. So well done you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, that's good to hear. I'm out. I'm happy that you know that, that, that those things are aligned. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, Dean, very much for taking the time. Thank you. Thanks a lot for having me again. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. Thank you. Bye for now.